Howdy, and welcome to episode 84 of Water Hockey, where we talk all things Texas hockey and the culture that surrounds it. As usual, make sure to check out our friends over at Texas Hockey Apparel because we are still repping them. Talked to Garrett recently. He said to uh, be on the lookout. They're going to do some clearance stuff on their website at texashockeyapparel.com and bring in some new stuff for the winter because winter is officially here. We were under the 90s today. It is ice cold in the city of Dallas. Uh, but yeah. I had to wear a hoodie yesterday, man. Did you have to or did you choose to? Uh, had to. My office is already slightly cold. So given that it was below like 80 most of the day, uh, it just made it even colder. So I had to go full hoodie on, man. I love that for you, man. Uh, <laughs> and that's Jason. Obviously, we're going to get to everybody here in a second. But make sure to go follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook for all the latest news surrounding hockey in Texas. Because there is a boatload of it. And not enough people talk about it. And that's why we're here. Uh, we've got another stellar guest lined up for you guys today uh, and girls and everyone. Every one of you people. For all people. For all people. But before we bring them in, as always, like I said, it's what time to catch up with the boys. The Jason has made his voice heard. Patrick has made his voice heard. But always we start with Patrick. Patrick, how was your weekend, my man? I had a fantastic weekend. I told you guys already, but I'll bring it up now. New personal best in bowling. Yeah, two sixty-five, thick with four C's score. Yep, I uh, started out the night like a one forty warming up, then a two sixty-five finished out with a one ninety-five. Solid day of bowling. I was you very had, pleased with myself. I mean, that's just impressive. I mean, snaps all around, snaps all around, uh, unbelievably impressive. Thank you. Was it okay? I have to go back and look at that picture. But was it like the eighth frame? I guess where you lost it. Like fell off, I guess, and then or was uh, it? It was six, I think. Okay, I, six. I rolled it, and as soon as I rolled it, I was like, "God damn it!" I knew, wow. I knew the perfecto was gone, but uh, making it through five—that's I was pretty proud of that. Perfect game. Perfect game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I at around at six, I started thinking about it too much, so uh, you know, it happens. The mental, the mental jitters. Dude, this- I get it. I love this journey for you, though, man. Like, I, I'm loving the, loving the growth in, in, in playing bowling <laughs> right now, and I'm loving it. I'm here for it, man. Twice in like a month, man. Getting back at it. I mean, you're gonna have to ha- start having like a gallery back there. Yeah, we'll be there. We'll do the little. Uh, if you ever drop the ball, like in we, we'll do the little jump spin. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, that'll be a TikTok for water hockey. Uh, obviously, go. I know what you guys did on Saturday night. I wasn't able to join, sadly. Uh, that was Jason. Uh, but first, before we get to Jason's weekend, happy birthday, Jason, one of the pivotal people in the water hockey universe. Uh, you guys headed out to the puttery. Tell me a little bit about that, my man. How was your birthday weekend? Honestly, it was really good. Um, I got to pick my work schedule kind of for Friday since I was going to have to work anyways. I was like, fuck it. If I'm going to work on my birthday, I would rather get off work at like yeah, just send 2.30. It. And so like I decided to open. So I was like, screw it. And then I left at lunch and just bounced at 1230. So I was like, uh, it's my birthday. What are they going to do? Fire me on my birthday? <laughs> uh, no, they're not. Uh, so then, yeah. Still got a job, baby. Yeah, still got a job. I had a job Monday when I came back. There you go. Uh, but then, yeah, man, we went to uh, the puttery. We did that thing. Uh, great time there, by the way. Shout out to the puttery. Yeah, that place looks awesome. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, didn't I think I got, what, second place total in our group? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Patrick killed everybody, so. uh, (laughs) I had the second lowest score of the course for the day. Yeah, the course for the day, yeah. Wow. That's what it was. There was that one. Everybody choked on that one where we all, like, six-putted it. Yeah. Something like that, where we, that fucking giant thing that was in the way, nobody, like, went the right way with whatever. (laughs) It takes some practice, right? Practice makes perfect. Uh, But, yeah. We uh, had a good time Friday night playing hockey uh, out in Richardson. Celebrated, stayed out a little too late. Uh, Naturally. Throwing back beers in the beer league. Naturally. That's what you do. Uh, but yeah, man, that was about it. Then took a pretty easy Sunday. Went slightly hard in the paint. Uh, yeah, Saturday, like like after uh, dinner and whatnot. Oh, what did we go? We went Perry's Pizza? Perry's oh, yeah, yeah. Pizzeria. That was a solid pizza, too. Up in Grandscape. It was, it was good. Grandscape's got some good stuff going on. Shout out to Grandscape area. <laughs> <laughs> Colony. But yeah. Good Bink, times. how was your weekend? 
Uh, pretty pretty quiet, man. Uh, it was pretty pretty low key. I just got some I uh, got some stuff going on, so just kind of took it easy uh, and laid back. Um, but I, I know Jason has a has a gift for everyone for his own birthday in the form of a fantastic promo code with our friends over at Conway and Banks, and I can't I can't let us not talk about that, dudes. The uh, the bag over at ConwayandBanks.com. It's phenomenal. Go to our link tree in all of our bios and uh, go to the link for ConwayandBanks.com. Go check it out. Uh, they make premium quality bags with the uh, nice heavy-duty waterproof materials on the side that just make your gear breathe. Uh, like I said, I don't take I don't take my gear out of the bag anymore, so it just makes it that much easier uh, to carry around. Plus, it's got all the removable organizers in there that helps keep it all organized. And... It's got that foot mat that keeps your feet protected from the nasty rinks in Richardson or Euless or wherever you're playing at in the Metroplex or across the nation. Screw it. Mm-hmm. I know there's some nasty locker rooms out there. So uh, head over to the ConwayBanks.com website and uh, use code. You know what? I think oh. I'm going to change the code. Whoa. I can do that. Whoa. Can I do like a happy birthday code? And it's still 10% off, but whatever, be like, happy yeah. birthday, 10. You can do no, whatever you want. We'll just go use with, Hockey 10. Go we'll just use Hockey 10. All right, uh, but yeah, man, that's it. You guys uh, get your gear to the rink in E-Style. And before we bring our guests in, uh, if you're ready to have your home feeling like a hockey rink, obviously it's going to be a lot easier now with the temperatures out of the hundreds for the foreseeable future. Call our friends over at GAC Service Co. at 972-278-6739. They have your back. All your AC repair needs, all of your heating needs, because obviously I know Texans suffer from the cold way worse than almost any other state uh, in all 50 of them. And shout out to Puerto Rico. Uh, but yeah, make sure to call GEC Service Code. They've literally been around for like 30 plus years serving North Texas homes high and low. And again, that's 972-278-6739. And as always, make sure when you call them, let them know, I heard you guys on Wada Hockey and I need you. Uh, but yeah, GAC, we love you. We appreciate you. And now without further ado, next up, way, 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 way back in the beginning of Water Hockey, we're talking like within the first 10, 15 episodes. So we're talking like almost two years ago now, roughly. Uh, we were very, very lucky to have the one and only Groobs join us for one of our very, very first interviews. And at the time, he was passing the torch of DJ duties over uh, for the Dallas Stars to a very, very talented person. Uh, well over a year later now, we are very happy and lucky to welcome said predecessor, the one and only DJ Shippy. Welcome to Wada Hockey. How are you, friend? Hey, good. I'm doing well. How are you guys doing today? Just absolutely. St- I mean, any day, any day under 100, we're absolutely loving life. I know. I'm wearing a hoodie right now myself. Like, And I keep my apartment cold because, I, I mean, once it, once it gets below, like once it gets to the 70s, 60s, I'm probably going to be in a hoodie like every day. So, you know, just... I'm I'm really hoping, you know, now that we got this, you know, tsunami flood thing hopefully out of the way, hopefully now we're going to get back down to, you know, borderline hoodie weather. Yes. Did you guys hear all the uh records that Texas or that Dallas broke yesterday apparently with all the rec- the rain that we had? I mean, oh, what 100 plus year kind of storm? Yeah, I think it was 1000 or whatever. I don't know. I'm not a weatherman by any means or a uh civil engineer when it comes to floodways. Uh, but yeah, it was a lot. Uh, they said that alone, that 12 hour span that we got rain, 15 hours or whatever it was, uh, that was the most rain we had collected all year. Like, I mean, yeah, it basically the, yeah. rose like lakes back to almost certain, like almost August even. was, is already the most wet month that we've had. Oh, it's a, it's it was moist. only for 12 <laughs> rain. It's so moist. moist, dude. It's so moist. <laughs> but, uh, Shippy, how has your off season been, man? Obviously, you know, you probably have a lot going on. What's keeping you busy uh, in between, you know, last season and the upcoming season with the Dallas Stars? Yeah, so really I've just been uh, – I DJ every Friday and Saturday night at Art Park in Trinity Groves. Oh, okay. Uh, which is like nice. a cool – like it's like a little – it's like a cool like beer garden area. Um, so I DJ set up there every night or every Friday and Saturday night from 7.30 to 11.30. Um but really, other than that, I've just been I've been playing a lot of golf. Uh, I also oh. work at Valley Sports Southwest as an audio engineer. Okay, so, nice. But like, that's you know, it's we only have the Rangers going on, so I really haven't had that many shifts up there. 
Um, so really it's just been, you know, I've, I've got a DJ gig on Thursday night that I just picked up. So it's just kind of been art park every Friday and Saturday. And then I've thrown in some random one-off DJ gigs in the middle there. Other than that, I've just been like playing golf, uh, hanging out with family, hanging out with friends and just enjoying, uh, the, the time off while I still have it. Yeah. The season's only, uh, like around a couple of months away now, maybe less like 50 some odd days, four days, I think, away. God, I think 54 I days it. until the, uh, home opener. Is oh, I believe what it was. We need it. We need it so bad. Uh, how's your golf game doing? I know that piqued everybody's interest the moment. Yeah, Patrick, that. I know it was about That's, to that was my question. <laughs> <laughs> so my golf game is like, I've always been pretty good at it, even though I rarely ever play. But since this summer, like I really started playing. I mean, I haven't played in a couple of weeks now, but there was a stretch where I probably played like at least once a week for like two months straight. And I guess it's starting to get pretty good. Like I used to just go golf because it was like, it, I enjoyed driving the golf cart, drinking beer, drinking more beer and then keep driving the <laughs> golf cart and maybe, maybe hit like a good shot every once in a while. Like that was pretty much all I was interested in. But I got to the point where like, I wouldn't even drink in while I was playing anymore. I was like, no, I just need some Gatorade, some water, like <laughs> yeah, stay hydrated out here. I mean, I'm, I need to get my chip. My short game is what needs help a lot. Like, and I think everybody does. Right. Like, yeah. like once I get, like, I'm good off the tee, I'm good at putting, but like just with the wedge, like a pitching wedge in my hand, like I have no idea where it's going to end up. <laughs> so like, I like to use the, uh, I like to use the Texas wedge a lot where like, if oh, I'm just, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Or you're a little bit off yep. the green, but it's like, I'm going to putt yep. through this. Like at least if I put it, I know it's going to kind of go where I want it to go and I can just hit it harder. So yeah, my golf game got a lot better. Um, I'm really looking forward to cooler weather just so that I don't have to, I'm really bad at weight. I don't know if this surprised you, but the DJ schedule doesn't really, um, it doesn't lend itself to like waking up and playing at seven thirty in the morning. Like that's just not, it's not, I'm not really a morning person. You don't like golfing after work. That's fair. Oh, no. So like, I mean, like, the earliest I would do is like eight 30 or 9am. And like, even then, I mean, I was just pushing it. So I'm looking forward to when it gets a little cooler, when, you know, <clears throat> you can get a, you can get a round in around 11 or noon and it's going to be hotter obviously than in the morning, but it won't be so hot where you're like worried about passing out ready to call it quits after 12 and head home yeah that happened yeah. to me actually like the last time i played i was playing like trash like i had played i played really well like the last three or four times and then that day i was playing horrible and like we're on the 16th hole at our irving golf club and i was telling my buddy i was like man i think i'm ready to just pack it up and go and he's like no dude like like come on like you might still have a good shot in you and like on 16 i think it was on 16 i had, i had this like 50 foot birdie putt and he was like, just make this and your day is better. Like your day is fine. And I was like, I was like, yeah, sure. Like I'll make this. Well, like, sure enough, I made it. <laughs> so like I went crazy. And, All uh, worth it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what golf does. Like golf kicks you in the balls and then like just repeatedly. And then all of a sudden it'll just give you one thing where it's like, damn, I can't, I can't give you up. I just can't stop playing golf. So I'm glad that I did not quit on uh, on that last round of golf, but I was extremely close to. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've been there numerous times. Golf, and I've said this to a lot of friends that I've been playing with recently, golf giveth and golf are, taketh away immediately. Yeah, but it uh, mostly taketh. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, that's why I always have to, and this sounds so bad, this is making me out to be a terrible golfer. I always buy a new rack of balls before I go out. And I, I end up finding like six or seven throughout the round, but I'm like, I'm going to lose at least six or seven as, as well. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, uh, I but, think that's just an average golfer, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the life. I think that's just being practical, though. That's, yeah. You're just well, being a realist, man. I'm a doomsday prepper on the you, golf course, baby. You, What's the <laughs> saying? You'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it? Yep. You yeah. don't want to make exactly. and especially because it's going to be after the turn anyways. Yeah. You're going to come down to a sleeve. You're going to get to 12, and there's going to be a fucking bunker that just pisses yeah. you off. Yeah. And you're dead set on beating it anyways, so you're going to fucking drive – 50 of them to the left somewhere <laughs> but you didn't go back at the turn and you already skipped that so you can't go back to the shop for a bit for a new there you sleeve. Go. what's yeah. your prepared, uh, man what's your favorite course to play uh i mean so irving golf club kind of became like my home course just because i was trying to get better you know mm-hmm. and so because like I, I mean i don't i didn't play enough to the point where like, i wasn't sure i'm gonna be like well this is 140 yards out i'm like looking at my golf bag and i'm like I have no idea which one of these clubs I hit 140 yards out. So playing like the same course over and over 
kind of helped me dial that type of stuff in a little bit. Yep. And then, um, but as far as my favorite that I've ever played, it's proud. I mean, I've played Cowboys one time, which was awesome. Like I was definitely not good enough to play it then. I think I've actually played it twice, but that's probably my favorite one just in terms of just like the scenery. And then you got like, it's cool. Like, I mean, I'm from Dallas and I'm a Cowboys fan. So it's cool. Like all the golf carts have different players numbers on them. Like mm. they're all labeled by the players, which is like a cool touch. And the food there is amazing. So hmm. that's a big part of it too. And I actually, I feel like most golf like courses I go to, their food is typically pretty good. Like yeah. I was totally surprised by Irving golf clubs food. Like I ate there one time. I was like, yeah, I'll just try it. And I had, I had their like bison burger or something it was actually like oh really 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 good yeah, yeah. Right. you put a little money into a golf course you can get some good cuisine out of it shout out tpc las colinas i forgot to say i got to play that last week and that that was an unbelievable experience uh my friend dink set that up for me and uh unfortunately sweet baby dink didn't make it through all 18 had a little heat exhaustion uh maybe a little yakety yak on 16 a little bile <laughs> left behind didn't lose a golf ball but uh, getting back to kind of the, the DJing and the uh, audio production, what kind of came first to you? Was there like a segue where you were doing audio production that led to DJing or was it kind of a, a coexisting hobby that you had that became basically, uh, you know, your, your, your career? So, yeah, so I started off like right out, I went to university of Missouri and I studied broadcast journalism while I was there okay. and I actually emphasized in television. So, and it's broadcast as TV and radio. Well, I did TV and I was like, man, this kind of sucks. I don't want to do local TV. So <laughs> I was like, well, I'm going to try to get an internship in radio. And so I got an internship with Ben and Skin during the summer that the Mavs won the championship. And wow. then after I graduated, they moved from ESPN to the fan. And so they got me in there. And so really it started off with me as like audio production. Like I'm really good with Adobe Audition, which obviously helps me out a lot and mm -hmm. you know with the Stars gig now. And so... But like also music's just been something that's been a part of my life my whole year or my whole life or it's been a part of my whole life. <laughs> I don't know. My brain just turned off for a second. But um, yeah, it's just been part. It's been a huge part of my whole life. I've been a drummer ever since I was in sixth grade. So I've been drumming for almost probably like 20 years now. Okay. Like something like that. Um, and then it wasn't just drumming. Like I did percussion. So I learned marimba, xylophone, vibraphone all the auxiliary percussion. Um, I learned steel pan drums and things like that. So I knew how to read music. And it's funny because DJing is, was something that during in college, like my, my college buddies will tell me like, you know, you used to DJ our, DJ our parties before it was cool. And I was like, I didn't even really think about it, but I did used to always be in charge of the ox at every single party <laughs> that I would go to in college. And so that was kind of a funny realization. And it was, it was something that like in college, I downloaded a free DJ software on my old computer just to kind of check it out. But I was like, man, if I go to college and then I leave college, I tell my parents like, yeah, I'm going to be a DJ. Like, I don't think that's, <laughs> I don't know if that's, that's what they're going to want to hear. So <laughs> I got the, I got the job and I, I actually did really like sports radio a lot. And I had a great time at the fan. I was there for seven years. And, you know, you mentioned groups before I actually did the same job at, the, the fan that groups did at the ticket. And it's funny because at the ticket, they called him Shoopy and at the <laughs> fan, they called me. Shoopy. And so like, we always kind of joke about like, before he really knew who I was, he's like, did this guy just try to steal my, like we literally did the same thing. We <laughs> this like, is my bit, we're man. We're like, we're like, we're like <laughs> best friends now. <laughs> like We're literally like best friends now. And it's so funny how similar we are. And it's like, it's just funny. And I think that's why the, the transition was so seamless was because he noticed all that and recognized that. And he knew that he was moving on to the Rangers gig. And so he reached out to me and was like, Hey man, would you want to DJ for the stars potentially? Like, I think it's going to be open. And I was like, uh, are you kidding me? I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, and he explained it to me. He's like, I think you'll be good at it. So yeah, I mean, radio really gave me like the, the, the base skills to do what I'm doing now, but I really feel like it's just kind of been, it's like all these different things, like all work together without me knowing to this point in my life to get me to be the Dallas stars DJ, you know? Yeah. And it's funny because, uh, <laughs> we literally were talking on a side chat we have going on, uh, on our run sheet. Our next two questions are, 
you know, the ticket had its shoopy, the fan had its shippy. What was your time with the fan like? And take us back to when you found out that Grooves was moving on. What was your first reaction? You know, we're we're on the same wavelength, but let's let's dive into that because these two boys, Jason and Patrick, uh, everyone that listens to Water Hockey knows that they are P1s and I am I am not as much of a P1 as I am a Tolo. Uh, so I have a personal interest. Uh, what was your time at the fan like? Um, you know, just from a from your standpoint, obviously working mostly with Ben and Skin, but kind of overall. I mean, it was great. Like I learned, I learned a lot about myself. I feel like because, like I said, you know, in college I studied all TV, and so I showed up to the fan, and and like by the end of my time there, like I had learned from all our different engineers at the fan. You know, they had taught me kind of how to be an engineer myself, and so. I started out as just sort of a part-time board op who worked overnights and was mm-hmm. trying to just make his way up in the world. And like a year and a half of doing that, like I was making $10 an hour and I'm like, yo, yeah. I'm like, I cannot, like, I need a break. Like there's yeah. no way I can keep doing this. And fortunately at the time I stayed with my parents, you know, because I was going after this dream. Like, so like, yeah, I live with my parents until I get like a, like a, my break. Yeah. But it was getting to the point where I was like, yo, I need this break now. Like, so then I got promoted to, you know, the, uh, the KNC masterpiece actually like right before my birthday, <laughs> which was cool. Yeah. Um, so I was with the KNC masterpiece for like, I think I was only with them for like three or four months before Brendan, uh, Brendan Smith, who now does the play by play at DBU. Mm-hmm. He took that job, which opened up the board op job with Ben and skin. And I mean, my time at the fan is awesome. I'm still friends with a lot of the guys. We still stay in touch. I still, tune in from time to time although it did kind of like it it was a little bit like just too much sports for me sometimes you know like yeah i like to have fun you know like oh absolutely i don't i don't want to talk about like somebody's contract repeatedly over and over you know so it kind of like you can only listen to those certain things for so long exactly you're just you're getting every host opinion about the same thing Yep. Exactly. And, and that's kind of, that's kind of what I had found myself like, you know, like kind of found myself happening. And it wasn't anybody's fault. It was just I just realized like, man, like I like having fun. I like doing bit segments and stuff like that. And you know, that's obviously why Ben and Skin left was for mm-hmm. more freedom and stuff at the Eagle where they can just kind of do whatever they want. And you know, the fan wanted to go in a different direction, which is, you know, that happens, but you know, I went in my different direction and this is the direction that I feel like I'm supposed to be on. Yeah, no, I can attest to that. And that's why I love the shout out to the KNC masterpiece. I'm, I'm buddies with Kevin and Corey and that when they were nights, you know, don't get me wrong. Their show during the day right now is fantastic with Baxic, yeah. but man, that night show when they were doing their bits was absolutely hilarious. Oh my gosh. It was so much fun. Like, and I was on that show for a minute. Like I had had a, I had a bunch of really unfortunate run-ins with the Wheel of Misfortune. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I had I got slapped with an ice cold piece of ham by a girl that I think was mad at me because I, she found out I was talking to another girl at the radio station too. <laughs> like literally, like seriously, that they they play the audio every Thanksgiving when they do their peaceathon. And like, what's funny is like I'm just kind of oblivious to stuff like that. I didn't really think about it, but like. She slapped the shit out of me, dude, and like, <laughs> like my ear was ringing. My ear was ringing for like a, a minute. Like I was like, man, I don't. I was like, I don't know if my right ear is gonna work. And Kevin Eglin would always be like, dude, she found out about the other girl. Like I, I'm telling you, that was personal. And I was like, I, I just thought, I thought we were all being cool, you know. I didn't think like I'm just trying to run a board, man. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just having a good time, you know. Yeah, my ear doesn't work. I'm an audio engineer. I can't use my ear. <laughs> yeah right no like i got and i think i got pneumonia that night too from the, oh from the yeah it was oh, a man it was, it was a rough night like i think i hit i think i got like you couldn't get it back to back like the wheel of misfortune i think we did it at the top of every hour or something and there was a rule where you couldn't you're ineligible for the next one but i think i got every other one that i was eligible <laughs> oh for God. like i think i got every single one so i mean i had i had a great time like at the fan it was it was a ton of fun and um you know obviously i'm forever like what what i'm doing now like there would be no like shippy without all the work that i did at the fan so and you know obviously my former teammates i mean i still consider them teammates like i'm i'm just kind of like i'm just kind of a lone wolf now a little bit but 
like they're still like I'm still cool with all of them, but they all helped like prop me up and help me make make me feel comfortable, and then also put up with all my nonsense that I would do from time to time. Well, I, I think it's awesome giving us a little bit of insight on the fan. Like I said, these guys are P ones. They they know the the lingo and everything, and I'm just kind of like, oh okay. So See, it's weird of- hearing like. Uh- wheel of misfortune because yeah. uh, i'm assuming it's a, a bit of some sort and yeah like oh, yeah. beautiful yeah. beautiful uh <laughs> yeah. but kind of shifting time we're out of our element yeah exactly yeah it, it feels it's good to be here we like to have fun here uh <laughs> so like we were saying we kind of led up to what was your kind of reaction when when grooves gives you that that call and he's like hey man you know i'm moving on to the rangers like you said um which was kind of funny i think when we actually had him on he hadn't announced it yet but he was going to be moving on to the Rangers, so we couldn't make it public yet, which was which was kind of weird. We got like the inside scoop. It felt like we were part of the industry for a second. But what yeah. was your reaction like? And or was it like an instant, oh hell yeah, dude? Are you kidding me? I love this. Like I love the stars and I get to DJ form. Like I'm all in. Or was it like let, let me let me talk to my people and then I'll have my people get to your people? Or was it just like <laughs> a, I gotta do this, dude? This is a once in a lifetime. No, this was, it was, this is a once in a lifetime thing. Like I'm a huge stars fan. Like I, I went to the 99 parade as a little kid. Uh, I remember watching them when I was growing up, like I would watch almost every single game, either with my parents or with my grandma. Like I watched every single game. So when he brought it up to me, it was just kind of like a, like, I didn't want to get too excited. You know what I'm saying? Cause he, he told me that there was a chance, like, well, there's a chance I might still have the job or I might keep it or I might do try to do both or this, but would you be interested? I'm like, Hey, I don't want to get, <laughs> I don't want to get too excited just in case, but yes, like absolutely. If you're moving on, like, let me, let me, let me have the job or like, at least let me give it like, let, let me have an audition for it. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause I did, I did kind of audition for it in a sense, but nobody knew I was auditioning for it except for me and grooves. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously everybody involved with the stars, but uh, cause I mean, we first had these talks probably, let's see, probably in like April or June of the pandemic in 2020. So that's when he kind of told me that he was thinking about moving on to the Rangers. And the, honestly, the hardest part was not telling anybody. Yeah. <laughs> and then also just that whole wait through the pandemic, like, cause everybody's asking me like, shippy, what's next? Shippy, what's next? I'm like, <laughs> Like, I couldn't say anything, and so a lot of people were like, oh, you're washed, like, oh, this or that, you're a hack, like, you're that, you you can't get hired, and, like, I wanted to talk shit to them so bad, and be like, all right, listen, do you realize what I'm waiting on right now? No, but you're going to see in, like, three months, and I hope you see it, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was a really cool moment, honestly, it was almost surreal, and it was, like I said, it was one of those things where I didn't want to get too excited about it and get, and have any type of let down because he told me that too he's like just you know don't get too excited but this is a definitely a possibility and then i had two interviews via zoom during the pandemic my first one was with my uh boss harpo and then the second one was with harpo and with dan stuckel who's a legend with the stars his name's on the cup uh he just got promoted actually um to dang i'm gonna butcher the name it's like communication something that sounds right all right but uh yeah so it i had those two interviews <clears throat> and then i did all the watch parties because he was doing uh. the rangers games so i was filling in you know for the watch parties and uh, that was actually kind of like my introduction and my kind of like little audition that i got before we made everything official how was that announcing that you got to be like all right i'm washed all right check this out and also, shout out to your Twitter header, which I don't know if people follow you on Twitter. It's you standing in what I assume is one of the, the urinals at the American Airlines Center, or you might have photoshopped it. No. Dallas Stars, and you've got the DJ Shippy jersey on, and you're peeing in one of the urinals. Dude, what's so funny is so I took that picture after like I got my custom jersey. I took that picture is in the Stars offices at their executive offices on like the top floor. And there's like some printers and stuff right there. And like I took I took that picture and like it was just supposed to be like just the back of my jersey with the stars thing in front of me. But like I'd kind of put my arms like that where it looked like I was peeing. And so my buddy <laughs> I'm looking now and I totally see what you're talking about. 
<laughs> somebody texted me and they're like, Hey, like my, my buddy, like is this, this meme of you is going viral, like on his Instagram or something like you should check it out. And I looked at it. I was like, Oh my God, that's hilarious. Like, cause everybody was like, I had three or four different people say like, it looks like you're peeing. So somebody edited those urinals on there. That is, <laughs> And I just thought it was, I just thought it was really funny. So it's been my, it's been my Twitter header, header ever since. I mean, that's like, that's a stellar Twitter header. If like, if you're listening, go at shippy spins on Twitter right now and you'll see exactly what we're talking about. And you'll laugh unless you're driving and wait till you're stopped, yeah. please. Cause don't, te- yeah, you know, don't text and drive or have a live. Uh, but it, it, dude, that's hilarious. So, Uh, These guys have a couple of questions for you. Uh, The last one I have really is like when you were in college, was this kind of, was this ever even a thing once you started DJing? Like this was an idea or was it just like, you know what? I I could be anywhere. Yeah. um, So I'd say like in college, like I didn't even look at myself DJing those parties as me even DJing. It was just like, it was just, it just became like a habit, like a second nature to me, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, I think even at those parties and stuff, like I do a lot of the things that I do now at stars games, you know, where it's like, you look around and you see what people are reacting to, what's working, what's not. Cause at the end of the day, like no matter what's happening on the, on the ice, I just want everybody in the stands to have fun, whether they're singing yeah. along to a song, whether they're just dancing, whether, I don't know, just if they're clapping their hands or something, I want to keep them engaged to the game. And so, I think like that's just something that naturally has just been kind of just, I think that was just naturally something I was kind of good at. And so, I mean, in college, like I never thought this would be, I didn't even know really that this was like a real job, you know, like (laughs) when I I was in college, like I didn't ever think, like I remember being at stars and Mavs games and being like, who plays that like little bling every time there's a free throw. I'm like, (laughs) Like, I wonder who does that. Or like, I'd have that thought, but I never really thought about it or looked into it. And I certainly never thought that I would be the one that was doing all that stuff. So it's definitely, it's like, I've told some people before, like, this is, it's like the dream job that I didn't know I had pretty much. Yeah. Like sports radio was my first dream job. I've, I've, lo- I wanted to do that or, well, I wanted to do sports media in some form. Um, and then it turned out to be uh, sports radio was kind of where my passion was, but this is like, Somehow I went from one dream job to like a, a bigger dream job, which doesn't seem <laughs> that seems it's just crazy, you know. So I'm very fortunate. I feel very grateful, like that I'm in this position. Awesome, man. Right well, on. I'm gonna kick it over to Jason and Patrick. I know they've got a couple of questions lined up for you, so you guys hammer it, and I'll, I'll start stewing up with some stuff because if we start talking about music, which we'll probably do here at the end, this episode could go on for hours. But we're gonna try and keep yeah, it all of my questions are music related, so. <laughs> Yeah, hit me. And you're three for three on, I actually just had to strike through another question on what are you trying to accomplish with the music in every game, and you just answered that one, so oh. congratulations. You, yeah, I feel like you have gonna, convinced our run sheet s- even more. Like, did yeah. you get into our iCloud? And, I was going to uh, say, man. <laughs> did did so, Fink just send you the, the run sheet? Yeah, like, I just sent it over to him. The, hey, these are the questions we're going to do. DJ, uh, I'm a DJ by day, hacker by night. There you so. go. So. <laughs> So my question is going to when you first started with the stars, was there any nervousness leading up to that first regular season game? You know, it's going to be a full house. Everybody's like, okay, this guy's coming in. He's replacing groups who at that time had already become a legend, especially for his DJ work with the stars. So sweet little baby angel. Walk us through that first regular season game. Yeah. So it's funny you mention it because, so my first regular season game was like with actual people in the stands was the COVID season. So mm-hmm. it was uh, only 5,000 up to 5,000 people. But the thing was, I didn't get to do any prep work at all. Like I didn't get a, I didn't get a preseason game to get my feet wet. And so it was a regular season. It was like a home opener. We had a banner unveiling because they had just went to the Stanley cup mm-hmm. against the lightning the previous season. Never done, obviously never done one of those before. <laughs> And Groove was supposed to be here for all this. And he was like, he didn't feel comfortable when they had people there, which I understand that, you know, it's actually, it's funny. We joke about it now, but he was like, oh, don't worry, man. Like I'll be there. No problem. I was like, all right, cool. And then like the day of, or the day before he's like, Hey man. And like, I totally understand his reasoning, but he's like, I don't feel comfortable with them having 4,000 people there. Like, I'm just going to stay at home. Like, but if you have any questions, let me know. And I was like, I'm here for you. Sick. I was like, all right, well, 
there goes like there's no safety net you know like i hope everything goes well <laughs> literally the only practice that i got was the night before my roommate at the time i had my computer open where i have all my star stuff on and he played nhl 21 or whatever that was at the time yeah he played as the stars and like i just like was just trying to like think of what to play but the clock goes so fast that like it really wasn't like adequate like <laughs> preparation but that's literally the only the only um prep work that i got and you know you asked like about the nervous feeling like i had my first like pregame meeting right it's like everybody in this control room underneath the aac i'm the new guy like just kind of eyes wide open like all these people have been working together they're all joking around and i'm just kind of like <laughs> like what was your name again you're also wearing a mask so i don't know what you look like so this is gonna be <laughs> i'm gonna weird. ask like, again yeah so like it's gonna be weird if i see you without a mask i'm not gonna recognize you and so i remember fuel he does um he's he he works with us with the stars like i was walking out and he was like are you nervous and i looked at him i was like nah and like i just kept going but deep down i was like yeah a little bit you know <laughs> i said i said nah and he goes oh good you should be and i was like okay sick i'll see you out there you know? <laughs> but i it took it took a minute because like there's all these rules that i didn't know existed until like you're actually immersed in it i didn't get a pre-game or a preseason game to learn all these rules because it's like obviously you got tv timeouts and mm-hmm. if there's an icing they don't take the tv timeout and there's just all this stuff but i didn't know so i was just like all right next next whistle we're going to TV and I'd play something. My boss would be like, we're not going to TV. And I'm like, why? Like what happened? Like, <laughs> it makes sense. Like, I don't know, but it was just stuff that I just kind of picked up, picked up along the way. So yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely, I was more anxious at that point just to get it over with, you know, because yeah. I, I had, I had done a lot of prep work. Like I spent a whole week that season or that well, end the whole, during the pandemic, I was, driving up and working on music and stuff just for free with the stars, just to kind of make sure I was ready to go for, you know, that next season. And like, I had put in so much prep work and I'd felt, I felt so comfortable. Like, honestly, I was at the point where I was just like, can we just, can we just play the predators already? And then we won seven to zero, which was awesome. Yeah. (laughs) But I was like, can we just, can we just play them already? Like I'm, I'm over, I'm over, overthinking all this. I just need to actually do a game now. So it was, it was definitely like a little bit nerve wracking, but at that point, like I knew I'd prepared enough that I was ready. I just needed the opportunity, you know? Yeah. It's like, once just you get well, it's like, you it. know, just got to get up there and do it once you're, it's under your belt, then it's just, it's kind of just sharpening the blade at that point. And, and it's so funny, like from my first game to my second game, even just in that small span, I felt so much more comfortable. Like I just needed that first, like break like, the seal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just had to break the seal. Uh, I had done like, you know, in pregame and at intermission, it's all scheduled elements, like different, like, hey, we're going to do a 50-50 raffle reading here. We're going to do a, a, Jeff's got a PA read here. You know, we got all this stuff. That's all planned out. So that was, that part I didn't feel uncomfortable with. It was just the in-game action where I'm like, what do I play? How do I know what to play? You know, like, <laughs> It actually makes it easier than party or like than DJing like a party of, with like a small group of friends because like there's like in a regular season game there's eighteen thousand people like this, mm. I'm not gonna play every single one of your favorite songs so you gotta just kind of like you gotta understand I'm playing for eighteen thousand I'm not playing for me or for you specifically it's a whole group thing so well I, I was kind of on that note I um, mean you kind of answered it there but do you tend to cater your stuff more towards the fan or kind of towards the player like. Do the players come up to you and say, hey, uh, between the third period, like the second intermission, I, I need to hear this song to get fucking jacked, man, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I don't I don't hear anything from the players at all. Um, so I, I DJ for all the fans. I mean, when it comes like to their warmups, right, when they come out for the warmups, like basically 15 minutes before we get the game going, when they come out from that, I create my own like – 18 minute mix and I keep all that like real high energy EDM just because that's their time, right? It's all all right. Yeah. They're, they're trying to like, they're trying to get geared up for a game. They're trying to get hyped, you know? So at that point it's all high energy EDM or something like that just to kind of get them going. Uh, But other than that, like the whole game, I mean, once it's, 
once it gets like to the third period or the second period, I mean, a lot of it depends on game situation, right? So if the stars are up by five or if they're down by five, I'm probably going to just play some music that people just like to hear. Like, I mean, if we're up by five, I'm going to play like a lot of fun stuff, but if we're down by five at that point, it's just like, all right, let's just make, let's just play good music. Everybody have a good time. Like I'm not gonna, (laughs) there's not going to be a whole lot of like, Hey, everybody get up on your feet. We're down five with four (laughs) minutes to go. You know, (laughs) like you're going to hear try to pump the crowd up too, too much. Yeah. Like, I mean, cause people are going to be like, seriously, like you see the score, like it's not, (laughs) it's not looking good. So yeah. 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 So I, uh, I, I pretty much DJ all for the fans aside from that warm up period. And then if it's like late in like a, like the third period or something, and say we're up by one or tied, like you'll you'll hear me typically keep the music real high energy and keep everybody pumped up so the fans are making a bunch of noise, but it's also just real high energy for the guys on the ice, you know, to give that final push. And I like to use the sing-along sometimes for that too. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask about. What's, what's that feeling like? Because now it's become such a phenomenon with like the Avalanche obviously winning the Stanley Cup and Blink-182, which is one of the show's favorite bands, if not top, like agreed upon. But what's it see? What's it like for you seeing the Dallas Stars videos get shared when they do the sing-alongs and like knowing that you kind of have like a little bit of a wizardry behind that going like, I have this power. I made these people <laughs> sing that song. Dude, I'm not going to lie. It's pretty, it's a pretty great feeling. And yeah. it, it's so... So when I first got, when I first took over, there was all the small things and then just, uh, just a friend I think groups would use, but there really weren't a ton of sing-alongs. And I, I just kind of got this idea. I was like, those are two great songs to sing along to, but I was like, there's so many songs out there that people know, like most people know all the words to. And so that's when I was started just kind of brainstorming. And I literally, like you said, like I have it down to a science where I kind of have it timed out where on a sing-along where I need to cut the music. And really a lot of the times it depends on the refs. Like if the refs are going to fake drop the puck a bunch of times, they're probably going to screw me out of a sing-along, which sucks. <laughs> you know, like it happens, you know, like yeah. they, they got a job to do, I guess. Like I, I think they should be more worried about what the crowd sounds like on TV, but you know, if somebody <laughs> has to increase, then yeah, go ahead pick it up, man. I, whatever. But, uh, <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, it's a great feeling. It's also kind of nerve-wracking, though, because like I was saying, I bring in – I've brought in, like, different sing-alongs, like Mr. Brightside and then – Yep, the white people anthem, baby. Good one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's so, going to become, like, my second go-to karaoke song. It's a, and it's, a, it's a great song. And, like – but with Mr. Brightside, I we had never tried that before. And so I remember playing it for my boss, and he was like, well, shouldn't you cue it up here? And I was like, no. I was like, I have it queued up here – because I wanted to end at this part where everybody knows that part, you know? And so if they drop it early, like sometimes I'll let the song go a little bit longer just to get to that point. So that everybody can take <laughs> and like, I only had to do that. I think like one time last year, but <clears throat> it's a nerve wracking feeling though. Cause my boss in my headset would be like, Hey, do you think this sing along is going to work? And I'm like, I don't know, dude, like <laughs> I will know in approximately 20 something seconds, you yeah. know, like I'm like, I'll, like I don't know, you know. Close your close your eyes and listen, and then tell me if it works. Right. Well, and th- so that's what was crazy is so the first season I took over during the COVID season, I had all these ideas and I tried them. I didn't ha- I didn't try Mr. Brightside at that point, but I had all these things, and my boss would be like, "I think I hear people singing, but there's only four thousand people, so yeah. it's like you really can't tell." And so this last season was my first opportunity to really see what works and what what doesn't work. And so yeah, I'm. The plan is to just keep on expanding from that because, like you said, it's become it's become kind of like a staple at Stars games now. Like, I, like I'm damned if I do and I'm damned if I don't. If I play it, people are gonna be like, "Oh, he played Mr. Brightside again." But if I don't play Mr. Brightside, all these people are gonna be like, "Dude, we came because we wanted to play Mr. Brightside." Yeah. Why didn't you play it? And I'm like, "All right, well, <laughs> look, I'm just trying to make everybody happy, and you know <laughs> that's gonna be impossible, but." I just want everybody to have a good time. And I feel like the sing-alongs have kind of become like a, like a really cool feature at, you know, at stars games. Cause even opposing, uh, opposing teams, fans have told me like, yo, you had like, like 
we were singing, the Stars fans were singing, like everybody was singing, even though we were at this game and we were playing. Bangers each other. only, man. Bangers yeah, only. bangers only. Right? Dallas Stars, bangers only. Bangers only. So I guess for, for me, out of curiosity, and you don't have to spill the beans. Obviously, the season hasn't started. Um, but are there any, and you don't have to name the songs, but are there any bands that are on your mind that you might throw in there that you're hoping might catch on as a sing-along song? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I have I have, I have, have songs last year that I felt like people were singing that I'm going to re-edit and I'm going to just try it out as a sing-along. You know, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, at least I tried, you know, like, because it's, it's really, there's no way to know. So I, I definitely, though, I've made it a point all season, like all off season. I have, I have a note, like a note on my phone where it's just like things to improve on star season. It's not mm-hmm. all work that I did at the time, but it's just, if I'm watching a movie and I hear a song, I'm like, oh, that might work in this scenario. Um, you know, I just write it down just so I don't forget. And then I was at the stars facilities, I think two weeks ago, or maybe last week, can't remember, mm-hmm. but. I was there for like two or three days and I got a lot of the work done then. And uh, yeah, from, from now until, you know, the home opener, I'm going to keep on looking around for different sing-alongs and just, cause it's tough too. Cause like you want to sing along that has like enough energy too. Right. Yeah. Like, cause I did, I tried, I want it that way last year on Valentine's day. Cause I was like, it's of Valentine's course. day. Great and, one. Well, mm-hmm. and everybody knows that song. So I tried it and like people sang it, but it's a little bit, it's a little bit cooler and like a little better when it's Mr. Brightside or living on a prayer and there's, there's a lot more energy behind yeah. it. Okay. So before Jason asks this question, I have to ask, cause this is going to, it's going to kill me if I don't, I know it was retired with, with Shoopy, with Groobs. Are we ever going to get a Smash Mouth all-star game again? Or is that <laughs> song ever going to come back? So... The song is in the system, and I, I wanna, I wanna like play it again. It comes up on the random, huh? <laughs> if it comes up on the random, like up to the top of the queue or something. Yeah, right. It's just kind of toying with let, you. Yeah, let like, go oh, and let go. Play. It's funny because it's like that, and it's like that song is like I know if I play it, it's just gonna be PTSD all throughout the AAC. <laughs> you know, and like. So I've been I've been thinking about that because I mean I won't ever do like well never say never I'll never do a Smash Mouth or a Nickelback like total takeover like that because yeah. it's already been done you know like no reason but if something ever came up or happened where there was a there was a reason or I don't know if if it was ever like appropriate I guess I I wouldn't I wouldn't be past you know doing a because i love bits you know like oh, yeah oh, kate bush all the time man like just a stranger oh, things oh man <laughs> running up the hill oh yeah everybody singing yeah. it i like i find myself like i find myself at work just like singing that some like times like completely randomly like a customer will leave like my desk or whatever and i'll be like running up the hill just yeah no fucking reason no and like that's i mean that is i mean I'm not going to have that as a sing-along probably because I don't think that – I don't know if people would even know the song really, yeah. the whole thing. No, I but don't know the words. That's like – that's a definitely a song that, I mean, I'm sure you're going to hear at a game. You yeah. know, like it's pretty – like I try, I want to keep games – like I want to I want to make sure that whatever we're doing musically is like keeping up with the times. You know, like mm-hmm. if, if that Stranger Things, you know, that's a big thing. Like, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna bring in whatever song is like making a huge impact – you know, throughout that community or, or whatever, like throughout the Stranger Things fans, you know? So that's definitely, I'm always looking for different stuff like that um, just to kind of keep things fresh, keep it fun. It's like, that's like why I do Bing Bong, you know? Like, yes. Bing Bong. Shout I out to dude. TikTok has had to make your job just a little bit easier going, okay, this is what everybody is talking about right now. If I play this, everyone in the arena is just going to go Bing Bong. Dude, yeah. And I mean, Pretty much. And it's funny because, like, my first season, I was playing this, like, woo after a goal. And, mm-hmm. like, it was just driving everybody that worked there crazy that everyone was <laughs> yeah. woo all game. And, like, I didn't – when I did it, I didn't <laughs> – I was naive enough. I didn't realize the power behind the woo. <laughs> There's a you lot know? of it, yeah. I did not know that they were, were, they were literally going to woo the rest of the game from the second period on. Like, I did not <laughs> – I didn't know that. <laughs> so – 
the bing bong thing worked out well because it's like it's just real quick you know and i've had other fans too tell me that they hate it because i guess people will yell like fuck your life to them yeah oh i didn't which again i didn't know that but like you know that's that's up to them you know i didn't i i I had no idea i just thought it was funny to play bing bong after your goal so so yeah i was just i think like playing stuff after a goal like that just kind of makes it more fun and obviously it turned into something like I have a green light that sits by my like setup and um, my, my audio guy, my A1, Chris, he put, he just wrote bing bong on it. And like, every time we score, I turn it on and it just goes off. Like <laughs> while I'm playing the goal song and the horns going off and everybody's freaking out. So it just made things like more fun, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, like I said, we could go on for hours on this, but we do have a couple of like our, our podcast go-to questions. Uh, I'm going to kick it over to Patrick, and then we'll, we'll we'll wrap this up here in a couple of minutes. But Patrick, if you want to take this one, uh, because dude, we could literally go on for hours. We'll have you back on, and we'll get even de- you know deeper into the music. Yeah. But yeah, and maybe during the season too, once you guys kind of see what I'm like unveiling, you know, because like oh, you won't even hear it. You won't even hear it in the preseason. Like you'll probably hear just normal stuff. Like I've got some really good like I got some really good stuff that I can't wait to to share with. Uh, all my best friends at the AAC. Alrighty, so before we get to our usual questions, we'll do top three songs that you feel are must plays, bottom three that you just don't like at all. Alright. So top three that I feel like are must plays. And obviously, I mean, just Pantera count, fuck off. You know, I mean, like, yeah, of course. I feel like that's, that's gotta be a must play. I hope the first player on the bingo song card. you play all the time. Yeah, hopefully we play it a lot. Yeah, I mean, if I that's the only song I really have any interest in playing. You know, all the other ones like yeah, they're, they're just luxuries, you know? Yeah. Um, but I really love playing Get Up Off of That Thing by James Brown. Yes. It's like I that's that's just one of my favorite songs. Like, I don't know if it's in Miss Doubtfire or something when I was a kid, but I remember like the first time I heard it. It was like a house party or something. I heard it for the first time. I was like, like, this song jams. Like, this song is jams. So I'd say that's my, my, probably my favorite song, or definitely in the top three. Let's see. Must plays, like, I mean, I feel like at this point, almost like living on a prayer kind of became a must play towards the end because we were kind of living on a prayer for like two months straight. And like... Honestly, I feel like it gives the I get I, don't, I might be wrong, but I feel like it gives the team energy whenever like you you drop the puck and like the music stops and like your whole arena is singing like like I got to DJ a soccer game and just them chanting the whole time. I was like there was no music really during the game unless they scored, but like the way the soccer fans just chanted the whole time, I was like this is really badass. Like yeah. like mm-hmm. I really really enjoy this um and then let's see another must play i think that i don't know i like must play i like to play um like really any like nirvana and rock and stuff because i feel like the the edm like like the edm stuff i mean it's not even like my favorite music it just works you know like yeah it's just it's easy to clap along to. It's easy to get people hype, but I've I made it a real effort. And actually, I'm gonna say just like in general, just like kind of alternative songs. Like I really liked playing Fat Lip last year. Yes. Uh, like I'm a big Sum 41 guy. I know you guys. I mean, I love Blink 182. I've seen them like four times. I think in concert. Like I was a drummer growing up. I went to see him in St. Louis, and Travis Barker was like floating above my head, and it was like it was like oh, yeah. the coolest thing ever. You're my god now. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah dude it's <laughs> like it, it's like blink 182 is like my like my parents got me enema of the state when i was a kid and i'm like oh man like, when i listen back to mistake. it i'm like changed <laughs> <laughs> like, your life forever man i know it did for me so yeah i'm like i don't know if, i feel like i grew up a lot when i listen to that because i'm yeah. like i'm like listen to it, i was like what does that mean about a bike seat and i'm like you know <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i don't get it <laughs> And then, like, you think about it, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, and that's, a, I think that's a, that's one thing that I figured out this last season is, like, a lot of the fans that are going to games, they love a lot of the music that I love. So, there's a lot of stuff that I loaded and I never played because I was just a little bit just, I don't know, nervous to play it, I guess. Just, like, 
because you know with, with games you're typically you're listening to pour some sugar on me or acdc like that's where a lot of arena play a lot of arenas play but i don't really want to make the aac that and obviously it's yeah. not an arena so Ooh. uh i just want uh so yeah i think that third one like i'll probably have to go with I, I tried to make the rock show into a sing-along last year but i only tried it once you know where he, it cuts off fell yeah. in love with the girl like yeah. i don't know if that's too fast or what but i don't know we'll 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 test that out turn um, the, uh, the party song into a dude i just <laughs> listened through in the state the other day because uh lauren calendar and brian ray on the Bally sports uh southwest like pregame show and postgame yeah. show they were telling me like yo can you play more Enema of the state and i was like yeah and like yeah. i like listen i was listening through it the other day and I forgot how great the party song was. Such a <laughs> like, song. Yeah, do you want to come like, to a party? My friends pick me up in the truck at 1130. Yeah. yeah. You got to leave that first part on, though, because he whispers it and just be like, yeah. ha, ha. Dude, it's so, <laughs> so nobody's going to hear it. Yeah. Right. And like, it's it's funny when I look up the lyrics, they don't put like that the, they don't put those lyrics like those on the lyrics. And ever since I was a kid, I remember being like, like, I'm like closer to my headphones. Like, that's going to help. And I'm like, <laughs> what is he saying? There? I'm like, <laughs> Well, yeah, like, mom. <laughs> yeah, mom. hey, listen to this. <laughs> what is he saying? Oh, uh, and then so top or bottom three songs. Um, and you're not gonna know. hurt any feelings. So okay. So I really, I really don't like country music. Like, Thank you. I really Thank don't you. like it. And my boss is always like, "Yo, throw some country in there." And I'm throw like, some "Garth." Why? I mean, so the Garth Brooks sing along is actually awesome. I don't mind that one at all. Um, like I don't mind. Like I actually look forward to playing it because it's so cool. Like everybody gets up and they're like this, and they're all drinking beer the, together. The and low stuff. places, yeah, yeah, yeah. friends in low places. So like that one, I really don't mind at all. But like, if I'm like, like when I'm playing music, I think in the mind of like one of the guys on the ice, you know. Mm-hmm. And like if I'm playing, and like all of a sudden I hear like. Boom, 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 or something. You know, like hard I'm like, no, hard I'm no. like, come on, like it better be the first period or like something. You know, like, but I just don't, I don't feel like it fits. And we're not Nashville, you know. Like if we were Nashville, mm-hmm. like country music is their thing, and they can have it. Please, please, <laughs> please yeah. Or as far as I'm concerned, they can have it. Um, stay north of the Red River, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think, uh, yeah, just like really country music in general like i don't mind it and i have i actually have some one of the things this offseason that i put in my notes was like find some country music that i think will actually work at games you know because like a lot of it's just so slow but i think i've found some that are like good enough beer drinking songs i do i like huh chattahoochee i don't think it's coochie i think it's chattahoochee chattahoochee by alan jackson (laughs) same thing (laughs) I think I have. I think I have that. Oh yeah. Wait, is that not by Girth Brooks? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So country music, really, just in general, is not my favorite thing to play. Um, let's see. I really. I mean, I really love funk music, dance, uh, rock, classic rock. Or stay in the time. Yeah. Oh, oh. man. You throw the bird on there anytime we play a bird team like the Ducks. Oh, it's all it's on site. It's over. For what? Morris Day in the time the bird. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that would be. But I think you know what? I think you can leave it at country. I think that's a good answer. Yeah. Just because for me that is exactly the right answer. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Can it just be three country songs that I can't name off the top of my head? Yeah. We'll just call it them. country music as a whole. That is perfectly yeah. fine. Country music, right. except for friends in low places, like that's yeah, yeah, yeah. the song that we'll, and, we'll get. And maybe, some, and maybe some fun country songs that I think I found that even I kind of like. There we go. All there right, Patrick, go. it's time for the uh, it's it's time for the usual. So I'll let you uh, actually, I'll, Jason, you take the uh, the the aforementioned name of the show uh, question, and and yep, then sir. Patrick's got his go to. Sure. All righty. Um, it is. You just finished DJing down at Trinity Groves. You're heading back home. You see the wonderful orange W for Whataburger. What are you getting? Oh, so is it after 11 p.m.? You can uh, do both. You can yeah, yeah, sure. sure, sure, sure. What's your what, yeah? What's your breakfast and what's your what's your go to? 
All right, so my breakfast go-to. Um, so I I rotate between the the uh, breakfast the taquito the taquito with mm-hmm. the bacon the bacon egg and cheese taquito, but the honey butter chicken biscuit is hard to like. I mean, like so typically like I, I'll get both like I'll get one of each and then go home. <laughs> That's me, dude. Yeah, gotcha. Get one of each, go home, and then like get a like a simply orange to go along with it. You know, like yeah. Yeah, for the health benefit. Oh, and like that's gonna that'll be I'm good. Have, have you tried the uh, honey butter chicken biscuit with the jalapeno cheddar biscuit instead? No. <laughs> Do it. Is that good? Do it. Is that good? Yeah, absolutely. They I mean they brought the the jalapeno cheddar biscuit back or not back, I guess. They brought it in what I feel like it's been at least five or six years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I, I've I've even thought to try that, but I love jalapenos and like yeah, get, so get crazy with it. All right, and so yeah. so lunch or dinner time? What are we What are we snagging? So I really like. I used to love the A one thick and hearty burger, oh, but I don't God. think that's on the menu anymore. That used to be the top one. Mm-hmm. I really like the uh, went into the Disney vault for a bit, or the Whataburger vault, yeah, yeah. I guess we should yeah, let say. It, let it come back. Let it come back. I think uh, I really like the uh, spicy, the sweet and spicy burger though. Like I feel like it's. Kind of similar to the A1 Thick and Hearty. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but you can't go wrong with the patty melt, too. Yeah, baby, that's what we're talking about. Patty, patty melt. Because like, I'm going through, because I always get some off the all-time favorites. So Absolutely. Like, if I don't want just a double cheese, like, like I don't want just a double cheeseburger, yeah. you know, with, like, jalapenos on it. Like, if I'm going to Whataburger, I want Whataburger. Yeah, like. I'm spending a 20 scoot easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'll eat that and then and then maybe not eat for another day or so. so I don't, <laughs> yeah. You know, like like when I go to eat there, it's like I'm I'm making a meal. So I, yeah. I think really the patty melt actually. Yeah, patty melt's the way. That's the way. Is that what are y'all's like? What are y'all's go? I mean, most recently, breakfast that breakfast burger is absolutely it's fantastic. So good. I forgot about that. I tried that like a month ago, dude. That's just like so they put on it. It's that. so good. Yeah, it's dumb. It's so yeah. fucking good. And I'm gonna the, uh, have one tomorrow when I go. I'm a, I'm a I'm a I'm a sicko that likes to pretend that I like blue cheese because I actually do love it. That blue cheese oh. bacon burger is lights out if you're a blue cheese fan. I dude, I can't do blue cheese. Like, there's been times where like a wing place will give me blue cheese instead of ranch, and I'm like, oh, you know what? Like, I'm deceiving. just gonna try. To, I'm just gonna try to just try to enjoy this, and I I just can't enjoy it. It's like, not good. No, you know, it's just it's. <laughs> It's it's just it's bad. Like, I Why is it gonna be chunky, man? Like, does it have to be chunky? Right. Yeah. Like, what I is mean, that? Like, I look at I look at cheese. Yeah. I, don't need I look at cheese, cheese and I'm like, yo, you know what makes this cheese fire? Some mold. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Patrick. All right, so this is the the last one. This is okay. the uh, this is Patrick came up with this question, and I think we've asked it on every single time we've had a guest. So I'll let you kick this one, Patrick, and we'll wrap it up. Yeah, and uh, to answer your question, my go-to, I am the plain burger guy, but I do okay. order through the app, do one slice of American and one slice of Monterey. You get a nice blend of cheeses. Okay. Change it up a little bit. A little blend it's fresh. Kind of, it's kind of like a grilled cheeseburger. A little bit. Yeah. I got to gotta have jalapenos on there, too, though. That's true. Dude, jalapenos make everything better. Absolutely. Better. Yep. All right, so our... Our final question before we have one more ask of you. They're making a movie about Shippy, and you have a say in the casting. Who plays Shippy in the movie about your life? Dang, that's a good question. <laughs> um, let's see. I feel like, because, okay, because I'm first I'm thinking, like, they got to be brunette, they got to have a beard, they got to be funny, and they got to like to party. That's fair. I feel criteria. Like, yeah. I feel like man, I feel like so people have told me like whoever plays Marcus Luttrell in that war movie <laughs> looks like me. I've had people mm. think that I was him. I forgot his name. <laughs> um was it yeah. or was that his actual name or something? Maybe maybe it wasn't Chris Pratt. I could see Chris Pratt vibes though. Okay, Chris Pratt is like that's actually not a bad. That's not a bad suggestion. Yeah. I was gonna say, based on the criteria, it sounds like a Seth Rogen type. So I was thinking Seth Rogen, or I was even thinking like Robert Downey Jr. before, like, like when he used to party. Yeah, he's funny. 
Coke days, Robert Downey Jr. He didn't lose that, huh? Coke days, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I don't know. I think that the Seth Rogen thing. I think. Actually, I think I think Chris Pratt's probably the right answer. I think that might be the go-to. Because like Chris Pratt, like so, I used to like so back in the day when I would go and eat you know 11 p.m. Whataburger and I would get a honey butter chicken biscuit and a bacon taquito. I put on a lot of weight, and then so I stopped doing that. And I started working out, and Chris Pratt used to be bigger. Yeah. And then he got all buff because now he's the face of Jurassic Park. Yep. So mm-hmm. I think I think that makes sense. I'm with. That you. sounds like a winner to me. Also, for the record, Mark Wahlberg was Marcus Luttrell. So you have to play a Boston cop. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I was looking it up right now, too. Yeah, I you have like, to play a Boston I like cop. I would have known that I was, if it was Mark Wahlberg, but I guess not. I know, it's weird because he's not a Boston cop in that one, so it's not one of his usual roles. That, yeah, that right? makes sense. Although uh, I love you guys, my favorite movie. But uh, so the last thing, Patrick kind of mentioned it, we asked, each one of us has a specific sign-off that we have at the end of the podcast. So for you, this is your episode. What would be your sign-off going into the end? All right. Well, I would just say, so you're like, you want me to just take this thing out? Like, say, Yeah, say that you're the fourth more member. like a catchphrase from me. Like a catchphrase. Like a, you're the fourth member yeah. of the show right now. We need a catchphrase, then Patrick, okay. and then Jason, then me, and then we wrap. Yeah, so like... I would just say uh, keep calm and party on. I love it. Oh, I love it. that's perfect. No one's used that. You actually, you are the first person to use that one. Yeah. I think, I mean, it just came right. To, there's the first thing that came to my mind. You're a radio guy. We knew, we knew that you would know how to how to roll with that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I need to, I'm going to trademark that though, right? After yeah. You. Well, Shippy, dude, thank you so much for taking the time, hanging out with us, getting to know us, and we getting to know you a little bit. Uh, we'll definitely have you back on once the season gets underway when the boys are out of town. Uh, but yeah, dude, thank you so much for your time. And with that being said, Patrick, let it roll, baby. Stay sassy, always. And uh, stay moist. And don't for any reason, even if for some god-awful reason you think country music belongs in hockey, forget your Kermit tattoos. 